The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. It's pronounced ash-hole. You dumb asshole. Excuse me? It's ash-hole. You, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> it's ashhole, you idiot. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. For the last time, it's ash holes. Oh, you were right. I'm just your kind of asshole. It's time, once again, for my kind of ash holes on Unfiltered Cigar Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of the Ashholes broadcast live from the Sereno from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course our website, theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio and check out UnitedPodcastNetwork.tv and hit subscribe to us there so that you don't ever miss anything. I'm here with Aaron Hello. and I'm here with Ed in the producer's seat. How's everyone doing today? Doing all right. Yeah? Yeah, recovering from a cold. Uh, from a cold or the cold? Well, no, a cold because the cold would be just I'm cold, I got to warm up. Recovering from a cold, so I've, last yeah. few days. So I feel like I'm sleepwalking right now. So oh, really? we can add that to our list from last week. Is you can do a podcast. <laughs> you can do a podcast sleep. while you're sleepwalking, <laughs> especially the assholes. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, what, gosh. what talent does it? It take? doesn't take any brain power. That's no. for sure. No, I, you know, Monday was so freakishly cold. Yes, it was really bad. Freakishly cold. I here, mean, it, here in, I got a high of like three, I think. Yeah, that's about what it was. Which is, it was unusual too, because it's not like it, we've had a week of that. It's just in like, the middle, just dropped to nothing. It was like 36 hours of almost zero Really better, yeah. And, you know, my whole, you know, Sunday night through Monday night, my whole life was feeding the wood stove and feeding the fireplace. Mm, yep. That's all I did. And it was, it was, you know, with the, the, you know, I have the three girls, you know, they're all out of school because of Martin Luther King Day yep. on Monday. So they're all cooped up inside the house. It's freezing outside, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. You, know, you trying, didn't want to go outside for anything. No. And I, I, I was glad. I was glad not to. You know what I ended up doing? I ended up uh, um, powering through. I, I binge watched season two of Castle. On Netflix. Castle. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that so not, one. No, that, wait a minute. Not, not, it would be Frank Castle, which would be The oh, Punisher. Oh, The Punisher. Oh, yes. Punisher. Oh, yeah. I did the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yes. It was very good. It was very good. Second season was excellent. Yeah. Second season was very, very good. Although the whole thing with the, the mask and, you know. What yeah. Was, I mean, it's I, the I comic. At, it I, is. I, well, I looked at, I looked at, you know, you look at his face under the mask. And you're like, really? It wasn't that's, that bad. It's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Get over it. Some scars. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Seen worse. Yeah. Just, just go live out in the desert or something. People think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know. But very good. Very good show. Do you watch stuff like that, Ed? Do I you, do not. You do not. What do, What do you do in your off time? Just smoke cigars. Pretty much. You know. <laughs> study audio. That kind of thing. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Real entertaining stuff. So <laughs> you're really just working all the time. All the time. 
all yeah. the time to it, improve. If you're not doing this, you're actually learning how to do this better, yeah, more I, efficiently. I got a whole studio set up at home. Really? Oh, sure. Oh. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, you got to be able to practice, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a tech geek, so, mm. yeah. you know, I have what they call gas, gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that and the other one, too. Yeah. That's why you're way over there. <laughs> Off camera. Yeah. I already own way too many microphones. Mm. Three audio interfaces. Uh, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. And the microphones are just... It's always going to be a different one. There's always going to be, you know, this well, has a different quality, and so and it never I ends. Had to have a, an SM7B because yeah. it's iconic. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, of course you have and, to. And have what do you do with and these? You can't move it with these microphones. <laughs> do you just do you just show them? I admire. Do you them. admire them? They're just instead of books, you have microphones on your shelves. Yeah, now if I'm recording something for a voiceover, I'll do mm -hmm. it at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a better, a better quality, quality yeah. microphone. Better sound control than in here. <laughs> I mean, well, even in the side room. This know? environment yeah. is not made for audio. No, mm. no. But we do pretty good with that, though. We the do. The show sounds really we, good. We do better than most, especially when you consider the uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why we do headsets rather than, you know, microphones in front of us on the tables, right, arms, right, or whatever right. they do in every other places where they can control their ambient sound. And <laughs> the problem always is, too, if you don't use the headset microphones, people who aren't professionals have zero microphone technique. Oh, gosh, so it's different you know, for everybody. Yeah. Too close, too far away. Mm -hmm. Right. The other thing with the podcast, they all turn to look at each other. Yep. Fair mm -hmm. enough, but you can't do that if you're talking on a microphone. Yep. Right, right. Very true. Yep. Very so, true. And it, we'd probably wind up trying to smoke the microphone at some point, too. <laughs> Get the hands mixed up. and Too many ashes. If you're holding it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aaron, you're sort of my connection to the outside world because I've, <laughs> I've been in here all day. What? What? It warmed up a little. Yeah, bit it's there, like right? uh, forty, I think, right now. Oh, really? it's, it's not bad. Yeah, tomorrow's nice. supposed to hit fifty-five, I think. Yeah. So it's it's a and it's, it's New England, and then it's, it's back just down it to the twenties. Yeah. So I mean, I'll take that yeah. little Which reprieve. You know, must so. mean it's going to rain. Usually, when you yeah, see, I think it's supposed to rain. Yeah. Uh, so kind of make that year, slush. Yeah. And a good temperature mess. usually means rain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's going to rain. It's going to melt a ton of the snow that we have, and then it's going to freeze. Yep. That's so. It'll be a fun, quick. It'll be mute. Fun Friday for some, and then for. Friday. Well, today we are smoking the Balmoral Duetto series. This is a uh, this series of cigars is a collaboration uh, blended by Boris Wintermans and uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and uh, it, again, it's put out by Balmoral. It mm -hmm. is a uh, Nicaraguan wrapper and binder, and then the filler is a Brazilian Montenorte and stock cut and Nicaraguan. And it's a Toro six by fifty or fifty two. Mm -hmm. um, everything I found online said uh, six by fifty. You look at the wrapper; it says six by fifty two. Yeah, it, it seems. I'm more not like, sure what to believe because I mean, I look at it and it feels like a forty eight. I would believe fifty, <laughs> but fifty two seems. It doesn't seem like a fifty two. <laughs> well, it's somewhere around there. It's, somewhere it's a traditional in that area. Toro size. Yeah, the label on the actual cigar says fifty two, but so I we'll, don't believe it. Yeah, believe what you want. Mm. It's somewhere between a fifty and fifty two. Anyway. The uh, draw on this cigar is very, very good. Yeah. And it lit up nice and everything. And I had some, you know, on the cold draw, some kind of a, a sweet hay kind of and, and cedar spice on it. 
Hmm. And uh, as I started smoking it, um, there's a there's a good amount of spice tingle on this. There is, and you know, with this cold, my palate's a little bit muted, mm-hmm. um, but I'm definitely picking up the spice. And it might just be the cold, but I'm fe- tasting a lot of heavy cream mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of like a like a light roast coffee or an espresso. So it makes me think of a latte, just mm. the combination of those two with some spice on the top. So maybe some nutmeg or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is a kind of a nutmeggy kind of a spice. but that's And that spice lingers on my lips. Mm, yeah, long finish. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, I am picking up that sweetness. And I was, you know, the first thing that came to my mind as I was smoking it was I got the, the, the sensation of pine. Hmm. Okay. But... You know, a light roast coffee that yep. goes right along with that. But, you know, it kind of made me feel like I was in the woods. Hmm. Yeah, I can relate to the pine. because It's got that, that kind of a sharpness in mm-hmm. that spice. Yeah. So, very, very good. The burns, good. Mine started off a little bit wavy, but it's corrected itself. Yeah. Yeah, my burn's been pretty steady. Uh, solid ash. My draw's a little tight, but I, I might have just cut it a little shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to say. All right. And I would say this is a medium-bodied. Yeah. Medium-bodied uh, me- at best. Yeah, medium at best of it. Right now, I'm not yeah. There's picking the, up a whole lot of strength. The spice, I was mm. not expecting on this, though. No, mm. that caught me by surprise. Yeah. Are you still... Is it still <coughs> tingling? A little bit of lip tingle and tip of the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good start so far. Yes. Is that the Brazilian? Do you think the Brazilian, the the, the spice? The, mean? The like the Brazilian reasons. The Brazilian reasons. The fill and the filler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think what I usually pick up on Brazilian because it's you don't see it I, super often. The it's not Nicaraguan. The the wrapper is uh, Nicaraguan from uh, Jalapa, and yeah. I don't remember that being very overly spicy on the wrapper. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Well, as we continue to smoke this and uh, write down some more notes, we're going to do our top five. Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. All right. As we are smoking the Duetto, which is a, a blend by, uh, you know, these two master blenders, uh, I, I was given the idea by Barry from the Cigar Authority to talk about top five duets. Okay. And I thought that was a great idea, kind of tied in with the cigar. There was the theme and everything. And he gave me his top five. And, you know... Barry's taste is kind of... Uh, I know. You know. He doesn't like to even pair peanut butter and chocolate. So, it's a little grain of salt. Right. So, know, I'm are, thinking, well, what duet. do I do? Do I, So, as I, I started thinking about it, I went and I found the uh, Billboard Top 100 duets of all time. Hmm. And uh, this top five list is their top five on that list. And the way they came up with... Uh, putting these duets in, you know, first place, the second, the third, to a, to a hundred, is the number of days or weeks 
you were at the number one spot got you the most points. Mm -hmm. Number two got you a little bit less. Three was a little bit less. And so they add everything up at the end. What was your total score being on the top 100 when your song came out? And that's where you place. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Okay. It should. Made sense to me anyway. Sure. Anyway. So you come to, down to the top five on this list, and one of the things that I think we're going to talk about is whether or not these actually are top five list material. Yeah. Well, okay. let's hear it. So number five was the song Dilemma by Nelly and Kelly Rowland in 2002. All right. If uh, and they say if you're a uh, member of any group where there's somebody who is uh, ostensibly the lead singer and you aren't them, <laughs> it isn't easy to break out on your own. So for Destiny Child's um, Kelly Rowland, her first single away from the group was an event, an event that could either turn into a footnote, footnote or a smash. And what a smash it was. Her Dilemma duet with Nelly notched a stunning 10-week run at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, cementing uh, her not as just a uh, backing vocalist to Beyonce, but also a solo star in her own right. So... I don't know who Nelly is. <laughs> this is the funny thing. That's a, I mean, okay. 2002, yeah. I'd already. I mean, been... I've heard of Destiny's Child and Beyonce. And she's from that, I take it? Yeah. I, I mean, I. But know, I've never heard of Kelly Rowland and I've never heard this song. So I don't know. I, I'm, so I'm not sure about this. I mean, I, I was not too young to know what this was. I mean, by 2002, I'd graduated from college, two graduate schools had been, and had been married for two years and had a dog. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no reason I should not remember this. I was already out of high school by 2002. So, yeah, it's not something that I would have heard in passing so, and I wouldn't you, go looking for it. So, I don't know. Ed, you, you're substantially older in years. Do you remember this song? <laughs> substantially. I, I was already bitter and jaded by 2002. So oh, long before that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say I know this song. If I heard it, maybe I'd say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. No. So I, yeah, this is one of these things. I look at it and I'm thinking the top five of all time. Just want to take your word for it. Should all be songs that I at least am aware of. No idea. No idea what this is. So I have no idea whether it should be in the top five or not. Yeah. And I would probably argue no, since I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> just because of um, personal bias. There you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> number four, number four, I do know. I, it's been years since I heard this song. But number four is Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney, and Stevie Wonder. Okay. Two people I definitely know. The mm -hmm. song I've heard of, I may have heard it, but it doesn't like. I oh yeah, I remember I, it. Couldn't it, hum a few bars that, by any means. That came I out in nineteen eighty two, and it was on uh, uh, Paul McCartney's Tug of War album and the duet, which spent seven weeks at the top uh, uh, Hot one hundred. I mean, part of that's longest, just their names alone are going to carry that. It is the longest running solo number one for either McCartney or Stevie Wonder. Hmm. Both of whom are fantastic. But this I mean, song, yeah, Stevie Wonder is this song was their biggest number one hit, <laughs> Ebony and Ivory, uh, which works as the sort of ultimate why can't we get along song. Mm. Uh, a song with a lyric, and here's the lyrics. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony, side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh, Lord, why can't we? It's about the black and white cookies, right? <laughs> it's like on Seinfeld. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
That was rough. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you're getting some. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it when you get like that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> now I'm concerned. Uh-huh. But again, it's just that, that song to me, I, I can't understand why it was number one for so long. Yeah. Well, slow year. It, it was <laughs> slow year compared to what else was yeah. out there. It's no wonder it was number one. It was a horrible song. Yeah, it was, everybody just played, I'm not racist, see? I'm listening to this. That's, yeah. I don't know. Just as a song, it, it wasn't good. Kind of mm. like, you know, Wonderful Christmas Time exactly. by Paul McCartney. Another yeah, which is hot garbage. wretched song. Yeah. And one of my most feared things come Christmas time. Yeah. Ooh, is just let it song. die. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three. Again, a song that I I don't know. Maybe our listeners have. And if you've heard of these songs, you're listening to this, chime in and let us know what you think. All right. The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. I these one-name people, it's, it freaks me out. I mean, it's I might have heard that one. Yeah. 1998. I think I've heard that song, but I couldn't, mm-hmm. again, identify it off the top of my head. Brandy was a she was an artist, a solo yeah. artist, right? Yep. Okay, Monica, I have no idea who Monica, that is. Monica, I have no idea. Brandy, I know. Okay, this 1998 duet had all the makings of a smash single. First, it paired up, then rising uh, uh, teen female R&B stars Brandy and Monica, each of whom had notched four top ten Billboard hits on their own, but neither one of them had had a number one. Second, there were rumors that the two of them weren't exactly getting along. And third, the lyrical content of the song was all about fighting over a man, which was perfect (laughs) fodder for alleged rivals to sing about. The result, a number one that lasted for 13 weeks, 13 weeks as the top song. Which isn't really that great. I mean, 13 weeks is... At the time, only one of seven singles in the charts history to spend that long in number one. Really? Yeah. You'd think something would go longer than that. It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You'd think a lot could go longer than that. Gosh. But oh my. And then Paul McCartney comes back for number two with another song that I just don't understand why it's there. I, I, I sometimes think all the voting or whatever that goes on is just based on, you know, Paul McCartney. He's a Beatle. Therefore, we're just going to put his song at number one. Well, I think it's we're probably just their, their production companies, their, their record labels that are just pushing it. They really control who's on the billboard, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, say, say, say. Which was a duet between Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson in 1983. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to identify that one either. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. <laughs> definitely have heard of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Definitely heard of Paul McCartney. But uh, no <laughs> clue years, about the song. Two years later, when Michael Jackson uh, purchased uh, the ATF catalog, which included almost all of Paul McCartney's and the Beatles' you know, music, they kind of you know, cooled off against each other. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was uh, six weeks as number one on the Billboard Top 100 and was the second of two duets, duets from the pair following uh, The Girl Is Mine, which topped out at number two in January 8th on 1983. The Girl Is Mine, The Boy Is Mine. It's, out. <laughs> it's, uh, mm. it's just all the same rehash stuff. All right. And number one, the number one. Duet of all time, according to this to point. Billboard's <laughs> history, Endless Love 
by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Now, this is a song I actually know. I, I have okay. heard it. I yeah. don't really care for it, but I have heard it. And it, it, <laughs> I can I acknowledge that it's popular. <laughs> Ed, have you heard this song? No. No? Yeah, I mean it's it's been in a lot of movies. I'm sure. Yeah, it was actually it was actually made for a movie back hmm. in 1991 of the same title. Actually, and I wouldn't never heard of the movie. But. <laughs> it's not only the biggest number one hit for either artist. It spent nine weeks as number one, hmm. but also clung to the chart for 27 weeks. That's a good chunk on, of time. It See? was 27 weeks, a lengthy run for a single back in 1991. Richie wrote the music and lyrics for the soundtrack uh, from the Brooke Shields movie of the same name, and, and he recruited Ross to accompany him on the song. Endless uh, Love almost returned to the top 100 uh, perch nearly 13 years later when Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey's Covered it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it only got to number two. Yeah. In well, 1994. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The top five duets of all time. And uh, I'm going to say the duet that made this cigar is much better than any of those. <laughs> yeah. All right. I would take this over those. That's, that's an easy call. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, at this point, let's go to our break. And when we come back, we'll talk uh, more about the Balmoro Duetto Grand Toro. We'll have an actual of the week. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ashholds on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars. As Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. 
from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged, and Yeho XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Añejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Añejo XO today. Davidoff Cigars celebrates 50 years of heritage, pioneering, and innovative cigar making in the spirit of the man who gave the company its name, Zeno Davidoff. To mark the 50th anniversary, Davidoff has dressed a selection of five iconic Davidoff cigars with a 50th commemorative white ring for a limited time. One of our best sellers, Anniversario Special R, begins with notes of freshly cut wood, spice, and sweet cream. The aroma is creamy and leathery with spicy undertones. Experience the exquisite aroma and carefully balanced blend of tobaccos that ensures the most important times are beautifully filled. Available at appointed Davidoff retailers around the world. And welcome back to the Ashholes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We are smoking the Balmoral Duetto Grand Toro. Um, it is a really nice medium-bodied cigar. Uh, it's very smooth. I'm getting uh, that kind of light, co- light roasted coffee flavor, mm-hmm. some nuts, some nuttiness, and uh, this uh, both a sweetness and a real strong spice still on the finish. Hmm. I'm getting a lot of uh, like I, I got a like a burst of baker's chocolate, so it was like a really dark. No mm. chocolate. Um, that cream is still kind of hanging on. It made me think of uh, Bailey's Irish cream. You know, it's got that really that bite mm. to it from the spice and mm-hmm. just that creaminess. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good word there. Um, yeah, the, the spice died down a bit for me, but I I do catch some of the coffee notes on mm. it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, you know, it's very woody. I don't know that I would use pine anymore to describe mm, no. what it is. It's, I think now it's moved into more of a, a stronger cedar hmm. kind of a taste. Yeah, it's probably lost on me with my yeah, well, cold, you, but yeah, yeah. Your palate's completely shot. Yeah, so, so everything's garbage. No, no uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to pick up the major <laughs> swings. Major but, themes, but I, yeah. I have not picked up any chocolate or cocoa or mm. cacao. At all, honey. Hold your nose and do it, and see, <laughs> see how that goes. Stand on your head and retrohale. Yeah, man. So that's the thing. It's like I'm head. not going to be retrohaling today, so <laughs> that would probably be really painful. <laughs> I do get more of that piney kind of sensation in the retro. Hmm. I'm not going to test it. <laughs> that would it? no. That would not gonna... the, the last few days. That would really hurt. I know it. <laughs> like just going out in the cold air is really painful. So forget that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so today we have an asshole of the week, and uh, this is this is one of these. You know, this will generate a little bit of conversation here. All right. Um, this happened in Australia. Uh, last week when uh, police responded to reports that, you know, from a passerby 
was uh, walking past a, a house and there was a bunch of screaming going on and they looked and there was this man screaming at the top of his lungs, why don't you die? And a toddler there screaming and crying as well. <laughs> okay. So this guy sounds pretty awful. understandably calls the police and they respond him. and you know, the, there's a, a man and there's a toddler and he's threatening to kill somebody. Why won't, why won't you die? They get there and, you know, guns, you know, everything ready. The sirens going, they get into the door, they get into the door and there's this spider on the floor. So, and I mean, it's Australia, so the, it was probably like man, five feet tall. The and, man right. is terrified of the spider. <laughs> and the kid is terrified of the spider. More and they are trying to kill the spider. <laughs> Why won't you die? Why won't you die? <laughs> and it was just like the police were That's like, funny. you know, we came in expecting this real tense circumstance. And, and, and here, here's the thing. Now, the actual of the week is not the person who called the police. Because you see, you know, you hear yeah, somebody shouting. That, I guess, yeah, understandable you see, you concern. See, you know, yeah. and and the police are not the assholes for responding to this thing, and and no charges were filed for this. Well, we yeah, would hope not. <laughs> I don't, you know, I've seen big spiders. I've seen, you know, uh, have you wait? Have you seen big spiders in Australia? Not big spiders they, in Australia. You know, there's a lot of them that can but, kill you. <laughs> you know, I I know enough people no who have this insane fear of spiders. Mm. And it's just like, look, if you were screaming so loud at that spider and you can't kill it, how can you call yourself a man, man? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, come on. I, I don't know. If I, I would, that is an asshole thing I, to do. I don't do. think you're I'd call him a man, but I don't know freak, if I'd call him an asshole. You're, for freaking, out, you're freaking out your kid, you know, <laughs> so much so that the police have to respond yeah, when you're freaking yeah. out over the spider. That's, you know, there are people who, you know, I, I have this... Uh, Friend of ours who very she's like a daughter to me. She was a she was the babysitter for my three girls mm-hmm. when they were growing up. She, if if there is a daddy long legs in the room, she runs out. I mean that's like the most and harmless of all the spiders. And, well, ironically, it's the most venomous. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a myth because you think it's a myth. Yeah, it's you been tested. It's yeah. You know, oh, you don't <laughs> come yeah, on. I think they did it on MythBusters, and it was like, eh, no, it's. I mean, it doesn't have enough venom in itself. No, like, it doesn't. It doesn't to actually have, harm you. It like, doesn't you have eat enough, it. And it would, if you had. If you had the the if you could make it in massive amounts, yes, in massive amounts, like anything. Is it? Well, I mean, that, that spider is so dinky, you know. It's, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> totally okay. harmless. But yeah, I mean, and and to freak out and run out of the room, it just it, stuff like that bothers me. I can understand you <laughs> not liking spiders. I can understand yeah. you not liking bugs. But to see a bug or a spider now, if it was a big centipede, and it's and totally justified, and <laughs> scream and run terrible, out of the room, you know, I just don't. I don't get it. I yeah, don't get no. it, man. No. I mean, I'll give him a pass just because it's oh, funny. Oh, come on. That <laughs> is so he, lame. He wasn't doing anything out of the... It was kind of ridiculous, but he's not, not asshole-worthy at all. No. He made this kid have to deal with the police because... The kid was probably screaming before he was screaming. I don't know, but man. The kid was probably trying to funny. play with the thing. <laughs> hey, look, it's a puppy guy. <laughs> I don't know. If there's an asshole... If it's big enough to be a dog, then. Yeah, if there's an asshole in the story, it's the spider. Yeah, sure. Terrorizing You're going to make the spider family. the asshole? Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't he just die? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't cooperating at all. <laughs> like, what? 
What was he do? What was he using to try and kill the spider that he couldn't kill it? I know. Yeah. Really. Like, Why don't you just die? <laughs> uh, maybe he wasn't even trying. He was just cowering in the corner, yelling at the trying spider. to yeah, make you know, it feel bad about itself. Hearing and, that with an Aussie accent too would probably make me even laugh <laughs> even more at the guy. Why don't you just die, spider? Come on. <laughs> There should be lots of good weapons in the kitchen, mm-hmm. even so, a frying yeah. pan, whatever. I think all you like Vegemite at it or something. I think all you need is a good shoe. Sure. Come on. Just, you know, if you don't want to step on it because you don't want to feel it go splat, take it off and whack it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Rolled up newspaper, pretty much everything. Just mm-hmm. the standards. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. So getting back to the uh, duetto uh, uh, Gran Toro. Gran. Yeah. Gran. No D. Right. Gran. It's Gran. Gran Toro. Uh, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I'm enjoying the cigar. Performing well. Um, yeah, the performance is really good. It's got a nice kind of a gray ash. Um, it's staying pretty solid. Yep. The burn has been very consistent. The draw has stayed consistent. I, I uh, fixed my cut during the break, and so the draw is perfect now. It, was, mm. it just didn't take quite enough off. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's performing really well. Uh, kind of a wavy burn, but it's not like a problem. It's just no, it's just what no, it burns tobacco does. All the way down. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's a pretty fine burn line. So yeah, we've said that before. We're not, you know, we we're not anal about this line having to be absolutely yeah. straight all across. It's, the it's a bunch of leaves. It's like yeah. <laughs> if you want it's a bunch of leaves burn. to, if it's burning perfectly, eh, but if it's canoeing really far and it's not yeah, good, no, that gets yeah, you no problem. issues like that. So but nothing like that's going on with this. Um, the spice is really kind of unique mm. on this cigar. I don't know that mm. I've experienced smoking in anything lately that has this kind of spice. It really it. is very spicy. It's usually you can feel it on your lips, but I can feel it all over my mouth. Just the roof of my mouth, my tongue. It just kind of sits there. You really feel that spice. Mm-hmm. Pretty unique. Pine nuts. Pine, pine, nuts. pine nuts. That, well, that's nuts, all right, but <laughs> I'm not sure about pine. Nuts. You're not sure no. about pine nuts. Why yeah, not? I don't know. I don't know if I would go. With what, nutty. what are you going to say? Are, if, are they lightly toasted pine nuts? They could be. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah. then I'm in. You're in for lightly toasted <laughs> yeah. pine nuts. I'm going to stick with like nutmeg. You're going to stick with nutmeg. Yeah, I, I like that. There's that one, kind of spice. That kind yeah. of nutmeggy mm. spice is there. It's like but it, usually you kind of go, you kind of go light on nutmeg. But if it had like a lot of nutmeg, then you'd really you feel that burn. <laughs> yeah. When we say spice, we don't mean it's a strong cigar. Mm-mm. No, it's and more the the sensation of the tingle. Yeah, right, right. And it's not a pepper. No, no it's, it's not, not a, a pepper peppery bomb, kind no. of thing at all. It's not like a, you know, uh, LFD. You know, yeah. Double a hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's unique. I mean, Bamaro, their cigars tend to be pretty unique. You know, it's they, true. they have some unique flavors. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Change it up. So, what's our uh, final verdict on this? I mean, even though I have a cold and probably not tasting this fully, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. You know, I haven't had it before, um, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I like the the spice. I like the creaminess that I'm getting at least currently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unique. So. Thumbs up. 
Yeah, I'll give it thumbs up too for that unique spice. Uh, it's a very, you know, it, that tingly sensation. Uh, you know, I was not expecting that, but I like I like spice. Yeah, I yeah. like the little tingle. So so that kind of thing and that light roasted coffee, that woody notes, and there's a definitely a sweet kind of creaminess to this cigar hmm. that uh, is kind of lingering in the background more than anything else, but it's there. Yeah, and I like that too. Yeah, and I, I'll give it a third thumbs up. You know, I think for me, it's not something I go to every day. But yeah. if I wanted a change of pace, yeah. this has a, a unique taste to it. Sweet. Sweet. Well, there you go. Now, next week, we're going to be smoking the Aging Room uh, Puracipa. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to be smoking. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be smoking the mezzo size of that cigar. Okay. Did I pronounce it wrong? Is it Puricepta or is it? Puricepta? Pur- I don't know. I, I haven't read it. <laughs> we'll get fact-checked by everybody yeah, who listens sure. to us okay. anyway. Is it Sepa or Septa? I don't know. Anyway, sure. you've been listening, for better or worse, to the Ashles. <laughs> <laughs> Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can easily download or share this or any other episode you might want at unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. And be sure to hit the subscribe button when you're there to make sure you don't ever miss anything. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. Expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.